Caleb and I were praying in between services, and he was sharing with me that instead of going to Southeastern, he's staying here for Lake Sumter. <laughs> Love you. Love you, Dad. Ugh, ugh, ugh. But listen, I'm super encouraged. I love Caleb, but I'm super encouraged about the generation coming behind him who's going to lead us in worship. Um, man, I cannot wait for you to even hear some of the freshmen who've been leading the way. We're blessed, church. We are. I know I sound like Pastor Sid when he says that all the time. We're blessed, but we truly are. I'm going to find out this morning who my people are. Where are my dessert people? Who loves desserts? Those are my people. The rest of you, I don't know what to do with you. I don't. Little Debbie, yes. It is true. How many of you growing up, your meal was not complete without dessert? What is going on in their households? Some of you are like preach, other of you, we need to have intervention afterwards. Need more dessert in your life. How many of you though, dessert only happen during special occasions like Mother's Day next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? But how many of you only happen during like special occasions you got dessert? Others of you aren't wanting to participate. That's fine. That's fine. Some of you, I don't like dessert, so I'm not going to vote either way. Anyway, a lot of times for me, like I love dessert. I try to keep it occasional and not on the regular basis, but I love me some desserts, Rory. I love desserts. So every once in a while, when we're doing date night in the villages, over by when Dixie and Chicken Salad Chick, yes, that did come out of my mouth. Um, when we're over by that way, we will stop by this place called, what do you think? Whoa, some of you have had it before. Nothing Bunt Cake. I just brought an empty bag today, Ella. Just an empty bag. You think I brought an empty bag? You think something's in here? Something's in here? Oh, just look at this masterpiece real quickly. What, what time is it? It's dessert time. How do they do it? How do they do it? Anyway, who's had a nothing bunt cake before? Now you want to participate. <laughs> now the truth comes out. <laughs> but I love these things. Absolutely love them. So I try to keep it on the occasional that we stopped by and get them because they got smart. They started making these buntlets and they started making these little buntinis. They're trying to give me every reason to make it a daily thing and not an occasional thing, right? But I wonder this morning if we treat God's word like we treat desserts. When it comes to God's word, we're only opening it up occasionally instead of daily. See, the Bible was meant to be bread for daily use, not cake for special occasions. See, Sunday mornings aren't enough. 
graduates going off, Sunday mornings will not be enough to sustain your life if that is the only intake of you getting God's word. God's word was never meant to be cake for special occasions, but it was meant to be what? Daily bread, right? You wanted me to get like Cheesecake Factory bread or some Texas Roadhouse rolls, like that would have been really good. Then you would be getting really hungry. But this is how God's word was meant to be. Have you ever tried to give up bread? It's almost impossible. You might as well quit. Because they put bread in everything. Make a sandwich, sub. I try to eat a nice salad. They want to put croutons in there. I'm like trying to get away from bread, and they want to throw bread in everything. But are we treating God's word like daily bread, or are we treating it like cake for special occasions? Because God's word was meant to be consumed daily, not occasionally. I love what Charles Spurgeon said. This is what he said. He says, if God's word, it's God's word that made us, is it any wonder that his word should sustain us? We're in this series called Pressed, and I'm here to tell you in my own life I've experienced this, is we will feel pressed when the word of God is neglected. You will feel pressed in your marriage, you will feel pressed in parenting, you will feel pressed in your life when the word of God is being neglected. You can almost pinpoint it to that very thing that what is absent in your life is spending time in God's word, that you're doing it occasionally instead of daily, therefore you're feeling pressed. Because when you get in God's word, you start getting stressed about finances, you start realizing, oh, okay, he provides my daily needs. Okay, um, I'm feeling a little bit like life is out of sorts right now. I can count on Jesus because he is my rock and my refuge. You see how you will begin to not feel stressed and pressed the more you're in his presence. Like we need his presence more than anything. Students, as you're going off, could you be reminded of, this is how God's word is supposed to be. Daily bread, daily bread, daily bread. Maybe you wanna text each other, put it in a group chat. Hey, have you had your daily bread? And you'll know what each other are talking about, okay? Have you had your daily bread? Not your daily bagel, but your daily bread. If you have your bread with you, if you can turn with me to 1 Peter. I'm going to be in 1 Peter chapter 2. First Peter, right before 2 Peter. First Peter chapter two, I'm gonna read two verses. Hopefully the coffee has kicked in. If not, I'll let you have a bite of cake here in a second. First Peter chapter two, verse two, this is what it says. Like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk so that by it, You may grow up in your salvation now that you have tasted that the Lord is good. 
One thing that we all need this morning that I want you to write down my first point this morning is depend on God's word. Depend on God's word. If there's anything a newborn baby depends on, it is milk, right? And if there's anything that our lives should be dependent upon, it is God's word. I'll never forget someone once said, we are bred by God's word and we must be fed by God's word. Like newborn babies. Graduates, many of your parents can remember when you were just a newborn baby. One in particular that I'm gonna show a picture of this morning. Look at this picture. They already know who it is. Good old Braxton Butts right up there. There he is. Braxton himself. I have five other pictures. Are you ready, graduates? I don't have any more pictures. I don't. I thought about it, but I was like, I'll just do one. Many parents, you can remember when your son or your daughter was just a newborn, just a newborn, and here they are about to graduate, but you remember those cries just like that, right? When they're a newborn, they eat, sleep, poop. I'm not going to tell you the word they used in the first service. <laughs> That's what you do, right? Eat, sleep, poop. Is there anything else? And cry. I was just making sure y'all remember that one. Cry. I love it. This is going along with my message. I keep it coming. I'm serious. I'm serious. Don't, don't leave. I love it. Because most of the time when that baby's crying, it either needs a diaper change or it's what? Hungry. Do y'all realize that our lives are dependent upon God's word just like a baby is dependent upon milk? Like we need God's word. We get hangry. We get grumpy. We need God's word. Your life as you move forward is dependent upon God's word. I don't care if you're graduating or you're in your 40s, your 50s, your 80s. Our lives are dependent upon God's word just like a newborn baby is dependent upon milk. We need God's word. We need it. I love what Tim Keller said. He says, if Jesus didn't think he could handle life without knowing scripture inside and out, what makes us think we can? So often we're like, no, I got it. No, like we need you, Jesus. Every hour we need you. Every hour. So our lives are dependent upon God's word. Here's the next thing. Crave God's word. Crave it. Absolutely crave it. How many of you woke up this morning and you were like, I just cannot wait to spend time in God's presence? I don't know if we were like that. I don't know if we woke up and were like, God, I don't want to miss a second. God, I can't wait to go to sleep because when I wake up, I get to spend time in your presence. That word crave right there is this intense longing. It's like you've booked the date for that concert when someone's coming in. And for some reason, like when Taylor Swift comes in the building, everyone goes crazy. I don't know why. But anyway, 
It's like they just can't wait for that concert. They booked it and they're longing to attend this concert. Listen, do we have this intense longing for God's word that we crave it just like a newborn baby? Because they crave it. They're like, feed me, feed me, feed me, feed me. Are we waking up with the same exact tenacity and desire like newborn babies to crave the word of God? It's the biggest thing that we need to crave. Not crave followers, students. Don't crave followers. Don't crave popularity. Don't crave acceptance. Don't crave the things of the world. But what I want you to crave more than anything in the world is I want you to crave the word of God. The more you open up God's word, the more you're gonna crave God's word. But I'm wondering if we're opening God's word or not. You gotta open it to crave it. I want you to open it. I want you to crave this. I want you to, I can't get enough of it. I want you to text me and be like, Hawks, I just read John chapter one. I'm gonna read John chapter two tomorrow. I'm gonna read John chapter three. You know what? I want somebody else to read with me. I mean, I just can't wait to spend time in God's word. Are we craving God's word? Because you know what, how David was in Psalm 42? This is how David was in Psalm 42. This is how you could tell like, how much he craved the presence of God. This is what it says. It says, it's a deer pants for streams of water. So my soul pants for you, God. Just think of it, panting. I cannot wait to get some water. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. Where can I go and meet with God. Just cannot wait. Is that how we are? You know the biggest thing that destroys our appetite for God's word is sin. Sin destroys our appetite for God's word. Destroys it. Start getting around the wrong group of people, start diving into the wrong things, you'll see your desire and your craving for God's word begin to go down. I'll never forget D.L. Moody said this, the Bible will keep you from sin or sin will keep you from the Bible. What's keeping you from this? This is our lifeline. We're dependent upon this to crave pure spiritual milk. Like God, I want you more than anything else. Students, your desire might be like, man, I just can't wait to go to college to get in a relationship. May your desire be stronger to know the presence of God and make him known more than anything else, more than a relationship. And if that happens along the way, then God bless you. I get it. Some of you are like, how do I crave God's word? Listen, this is how it happens sometimes, is it has to be discipline, then it turns into delight. Discipline and then delight. The more you discipline yourself in God's word to spend time with God, the more it'll become a delight because you'll realize just how good it is. So we must depend on God's word, crave God's word. Here's the third one. We must grow in God's word. There's a purpose here. Peter's saying, hey, like newborn babies crave pure spiritual milk. Here it is. So that by it, you may grow up in your salvation. All of you this morning have grown up physically. But the question is, have you grown up spiritually? Because we could be here today and all be spiritual infants. 
We all could be six when it comes to our spiritual age, but what I want more than anything is for us to dive in, consume, and crave God's word so that we grow up in our salvation. Y'all know how to grow up. You gotta eat. You've got to eat in order to grow up. We have to eat God's word. We have to open it up in order for us to grow up. Are you growing or just watching others grow around you? Are you? I love being a part of this church because we have some of the most amazing pastors, some of the most amazing preachers. Like I love to hear Sid preach, Brian preach. But I'm here to tell you a mighty church is not full of mighty preachers. A mighty church is full of mighty eaters. Not mighty preachers, but mighty eaters. Mighty eaters. Some of you are wondering, when are you gonna get to his message title? It says mighty eaters. Here it is, mighty eaters. I want you to be a mighty eater. A mighty eater. Some of you know, because you saw them on TV, but there was a spiritual giant that passed away just a couple weeks ago by the name of Dr. Charles Stanley, 90 years old. You want to talk about someone who was a mighty eater. It was him. There was nothing dusty about his Bible. His Bible was used constantly. He had even his own private room where he would spend time with Jesus on a daily basis. Because the most important thing we can do is the thing that people maybe will never ever see us do. Do you realize that? If you want to reflect Jesus in public, we have to spend time with him in private. And when we spend time with him in private, no one else will see you do it, but everyone will notice a difference who comes in contact with you. We must be mighty eaters, mighty eaters. Jesus reflected that. Jesus modeled it. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, here's Jesus being a mighty eater, modeling, spending time with, Jesus, with his heavenly Father. Very early in the morning while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, went off to a solitary place where he prayed. I want you to notice some things here because in order for you all to be successful in spending time with Jesus, you're gonna need three things. Don't show it yet. You can go back to the verse. I'm gonna look at this verse one second, but I want you to notice some things in this verse. First thing is very early in the morning. Give Jesus the first part of your day. The very first part of the day. Before you come in contact with your spouse, before you come in contact with your kids, because you're gonna need it, right? Very early in the morning. Not, hey, I'll get to it at the end of the day. No, 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 you're gonna need it. The enemy never takes a day off. We should never take a day off. You're gonna need it. Very early in the morning while it's still dark. Do it while nobody else is awake. Still dark. Jesus gets up. He leaves the house free of distractions. Where's your place you can go free of distractions to spend time with Jesus? He goes off to a solitary place where he prayed. So Jesus had a time he had a place, and he had a plan. In order for you to be successful in God's word, you can show that next one. 
We have to have a time, a plan, and a place. What time can God count on you for you to meet him, to spend time with him at that exact location? And this morning at the end of my message, I'm gonna hand out what changed my life, the discipleship journal reading plan for you to read the Bible in a year, little daily dosages that I'm gonna put up here at the end of my message. What plan do you have in place? Right now you can think of and write down a time and a place, but do you have a plan? Do you have a plan? Because our lives are dependent upon God's word. We must crave God's word. We must grow up in God's word. And here's my fourth and final point. We must taste God's word. Taste it. Taste it. Anna, can I borrow you? Yeah? Are you hungry? I know you had cake yesterday. You had like a piece? I need you to do something for me. You ready for this? Maybe I can get some more volunteers after this. You hold that for me. You taste this for me. What is it? It's nothing bunt cake. No matter what flavor they have, it's incredible. Is it good? Just pretty good? Are you sure? Is it any good? I got to try it. Just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. We have to taste God's word. It says, now that you have tasted that the Lord is good, at one point in your life, you realized how good God was. It was while we were yet sinners that he died for us. And you're like, man, when I least deserved it, Jesus came for me, he died for me. What would happen if we opened up God's word and we started tasting the word of God could taste and see that he's good. You're not gonna go away and you're not gonna be like, man, that was so bad. You're gonna be like, man, that was incredible. I can't get enough of it. The motivation behind us spending time with Jesus should be because he is so good. He's amazing. He's the best thing ever. You've heard it before. You are what you eat. Let's consume the word of God. Consume it. I'm going to end with a story. It says, a man came home from a long day of work, totally exhausted. He entered into his son's bedroom to tell him good night. He was greatly irritated when the little boy began to badger him about money. The little boy said, Daddy, how much money do you make? The father grunted, enough. Well, the boy pressed further and said, I mean, like, how much money do you make an hour? The man was not in the mood for games. So he gave the boy a quick lecture. They pay me $25 an hour. The boy then said, hey, can I borrow $10? The father screamed out, no, now go to sleep. The following morning, This overworked man felt very guilty by the way he treated his son, so he apologized to him and gave him $10. That little guy lit up like a Christmas tree and ran to his room. 
he soon came back with his piggy bank. He spilled its contents onto the kitchen table. Just spilled it right on the kitchen table. The man watched curiously as his son excitedly pushed all of his pennies, dimes, nickels towards his dad. The little boy then reached into his pocket for that $10 bill and said, Daddy, here's $25. Can I buy an hour of your time? The little boy just wanted to spend time with his dad. Can I tell you, we have a heavenly father who dies to spend time with you that literally gave his life on the cross to spend time with you like he wants to be with us. He doesn't want it to be a discipline. He doesn't want it to be a duty. He wants it to be a delight. He says, taste and see just how good I am. Your life is dependent upon me. Don't try to go a day without walking out of the house, without spending time with me. Jesus desires to be sought after, to be craved, to be longed for. I want us to be a church where we just can't get enough of Jesus, that we are a church full of mighty eaters, that we long to be in his presence, long to be in his presence. We have a Jesus who's always available at any time. Can we develop a time, a plan, and a place to spend time with him? Because he doesn't want to be treated like cake for special occasions. He wants to be bread for daily use. Let's pray. Jesus, forgive me of the times that I make you cake for special occasions. Whether it's Sunday, Wednesday, that I don't wake up longing to spend time in your presence. God, I know you paid a high price for me. You gave your only life for me. And sometimes I'm like, no, I can't give you 10 minutes of my day to spend time in your presence. God, I pray that I would not do anything in my life until I have walked out after spending time with you. God, I pray for the person who's here this morning. God, I pray they're overwhelmed by your goodness, which would lead them to repentance and a relationship with you this morning that they would taste and see just how good you are, that you're a loving, gracious, forgiving Father who wants a relationship with us. God, I thank you for the God that you are, the God that you always continue to be. I pray we would always seek time in your presence. Pray all these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. This morning, I'm gonna give us five minutes to spend time in his presence to sing, Jesus, I want nothing else but you. Nothing else matters but you. We just want you.
And if you're here and you don't have like a reading plan or maybe you wanna mix yours up this morning, I'm gonna leave these up here. But the altar is gonna be open if you wanna come up and just pray you and Jesus. Maybe you still wanna pray with your graduate. Maybe you wanna pray with your spouse. Maybe you're here, you've never surrendered your life to Jesus. I wanna invite you to do that. I'm gonna be standing down front. But I wanna invite you at this second, you can stand to your feet and let's sing. Just sing another song Take me back to where we started When I open up my heart to you I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we started When I opened up my heart to you I'm caught up in your presence oh, I just want to sit here at your feet I'm caught up in this holy moment I never Nothing else 
As you exit this morning in the front lobby, uh, we have tables set up that we have buntinis as you exit. Just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would have been really good, wouldn't it have? Could have taken it out of somebody else's budget. I could have. But anyway, listen, we love you. We want to be a church full of mighty eaters that long to be in the presence of God. These plans are going to be up here up front. If you want to get one on your way out, there's also going to be some at guest services for you to grab. Um, don't miss next Sunday, Mother's Day. Another general reminder for the males in the room, Mother's Day, next Sunday. Bring the family. Let's celebrate together. Y'all have an incredible week. We'll see you next week.